What's up guys? Welcome back to Music with Jordan. Uh, it's been a really, really long time. I was meaning to do one of these in January. Just got caught up. I've been preparing some songs for a gig that I had on, on Saturday, which was yesterday. Um, so yeah, I've just been learning a bunch of songs and I, I really had to dedicate all my time to learning all these songs and um, like figuring out how to put songs on a set list and, you know, like that's an art in itself too. There, there are all these things that go into playing like music live that you don't even think about. Um, but anyways, that's kind of what I want to talk today is uh, talk about today is playing live. Um, so before we get into that, we'll we'll start with the music shout out, which is going to go to the Turnpike Troubadours, which is my favorite country band. Uh, my my friend Chad actually showed me these guys about a year and a half ago or something like that and uh, was never really a big country fan until he showed me these guys and uh, I'm hooked on them. They're, they're super cool. I really like the songwriting. Um, and it's just not very mainstream. I guess, you know, it's not very poppy. So it's kind of, I guess they're considered red dirt country. Um, so whatever that is, I, I really like it. They, uh, I, do, I do a lot of covers by them. I'm trying to like honestly learn every song they do. They're super inspirational for me. Evan Felker, he's the lead singer, and uh, I just love everything that he does. They're actually on a hiatus right now because I think he's got some problems he's working with with like drinking and stuff, and they were having problems with performing due to you know I think it was the lead singer drinking. So I'm kind of bummed because right as I got into them, they actually stopped touring right now and. All their fans are super supportive. Like, everybody wants to see them come back, you know? But anyways, uh, I think you should check out their music. And when you check it out, you need to start from the beginning. Like, I listen to every song. They're one of those uh, bands that I can listen to every song. And I love all of them. So you might as well start at the beginning to their first album called Diamonds and Gasoline. And um, I just picked four songs off the album. But I, I love them all. But um, my, the first one you should listen to is track number one. It's Every Girl. Uh, that's a super good, upbeat song. You could dance to that one. They got a song called Seven and Seven, which is super good. Another good one's Whole Damn Town. Um, so those three are pretty upbeat. And then they got another one called The Funeral. And that one's, uh, you know, it's kind of an upbeat song, but it's, a, you know, more of a depressing topic. But it's really good. And like I said, I, I like all the songs on there. I could list them all. But if you're going to check them out, I'd check out those four first. And then just once you listen to that album, just go and like order. Just check it out. It's kind of cool. He he talks about a girl, Lori. And so it's kind of like a story that you, you, you listen to throughout the albums. And he brings up Lori and you kind of like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's a real person or not, but it's just kind of cool to see how he incorporates her throughout the different albums and the years and stuff. So, yeah, he's just a really good songwriter, and uh, I enjoy him a lot. And then uh, from him, I found Tyler Childers, which I'll, I'll cover next time because I've been really getting into country recently. But I'm really picky. You know, I don't, I don't like a lot of stuff that's super poppy and, I guess, trendy. So I, I like a lot of these underground, I guess they're like indie country artists is what you can call them. And uh, just because I'm playing a lot of 
you know, music by myself and trying to perform live now. So I really appreciate like the country or the singer songwriter nowadays. So I'm going through a phase like that. But yeah, check out Turnpike Troubadours. Um, don't really have them on Instagram, but I don't even know if they're posting. But just check out their music. They got good stuff on YouTube. Like you can watch their live stuff. Uh, it's great. So, anyways, we're gonna jump into today's topic because it's uh, playing live. Uh, it's something I'm pretty new to. I've been playing music for a while now, but never really got around to playing um, in front of people. Uh, in high school, I did a couple times, like for talent shows and stuff like that. Maybe three times um, when I was in high school. But it's kind of it's kind of weird because I don't know when I was in high school and you go and you play maybe once a year in front of people. It feels like, oh man, this is like the opportunity, you know what I mean? Even though it's not that big a deal, but it's like you don't play in front of people all the time, so it's like you have one shot basically to woo the crowd or whatever, you know? And then now that I'm playing regularly in front of people, uh, that feeling of, I guess there's almost less pressure because I always know there's next time. And uh, not to say that I'm taking it lightly, but um, it's just normal, you know what I mean? Like if you're playing every every week or every month or something like that, you always know, hey, I'm going to be better next time. But when you're playing once a year, I don't know, you just there's all this pressure and stigma and you get so caught up in your head. So I really enjoy playing as often as I do. And I'd love to do it more often, of course. But like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, I... Just did my first two-hour gig, which was a paid gig. Um, so I had to come up with a price for myself, you know, like an hourly rate or something. And I uh, I got some advice from a friend from Phoenix, and uh, 50 bucks is kind of what I settled with. So two hours, that's 100 bucks. They ended up paying me 125 and then uh, gave me a tip on top of that too. So that was super cool. So I guess 50 bucks, based on what my, my uh, friend told me, was was good to start with, you know what I mean, as a beginner. So I'm happy with that. I mean, shoot, I'm used to playing for free, so 50 bucks an hour is really good. That's more than my day job. Um, so yeah, I'm going to do that for a while, I think, and the more more known I get in my area, I'll start like increasing the price and stuff. But, you know, I made a, I made a good amount of money on tips, too. Um, that's definitely an important thing is bring a tip bucket or some, some, some device to put tips into, you know, cause otherwise people are just gonna not give you tips. Maybe, I don't know. I was doing open mics for a long time and I wasn't bringing anything for people to, to put money into. And actually the first tip I got was from this lady, uh, when I was, you know, packing up my stuff and she goes, uh, I'm here to tip the musician. And uh, she gave me a dollar, and that was super cool. But um, so maybe people will tip you, but I don't know. It's nice because when you're playing, they could just drop it in there, you know. She came up to me after. Um, but yeah, I, I went um, and watched a little acoustic duo play to kind of study to see what they were doing, you know, because they're pretty professional. Like they tour across the country and do gigs and stuff. And uh, that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, I forgot to do a tip bucket all these times and they had one and they were getting like fireball shots and five dollar bills and stuff and i was like okay duly noted 
So my, my tip bucket is a Miller Lite bucket that I stole this one time we were at a resort and they had uh, these Miller Lite buckets they were given out on the Lazy River, like at the little Lazy River bar. And I was like 19 and I, I like stole it because someone left it behind. And then I, it was doing nothing for so long. And like three years later, it's now my tip bucket. And I like stipper, I sticker slap it and stuff like that. So it got its debut yesterday. It's paying the bills now. Thanks, Miller. They're going to sponsor me soon, I heard. Um, so I just got a couple tips I was going to go through. Um, if you wanted to start playing live, because that's kind of intimidating, like when you're first starting out, like, oh, where do I play and stuff like that. My recommendation is to find open mics, like stuff at coffee shops and stuff like that. And uh, just start super small, you know, like you don't want to be playing in front of big crowds if you're going to be a little shy, you know, so just kind of get the feel for it at a smaller venue if you can. Uh, I, I live in a small town, so that was super easy for me. You know, if you're in a big city, it might always be popping. I don't know. But, you know, if you want, just go as small as possible. Build your confidence up, and then you can start going to those bigger places, you know. But it's good to push yourself. It's good to feel nervous, you know what I mean? If you if you get content with performing and you're not challenging yourself, that's not good either, so... You know, just build yourself up. Every Everything you do needs to be an improvement. It's something that's kind of scaring you, you know? Like, I was pretty nervous um, to do the two-hour set just because I was so used to doing 30 minutes and I was comfortable playing, like, those nine, so nine songs or whatever it was. And then I had to learn 17 songs in a month. And so, you know, I kind of had them down. But there were a lot of them that were kind of iffy especially like on the lyric side of it. Um, not so much with like hitting the melody and stuff, but you know, when you get in front of people, sometimes you forget the lyrics and stuff. Just have a brain fart up there. So I, I was coming up with um, little cheat sheets that I could throw up on my music stand, you know, to remind me on a verse, like the third verse or something on a song, because normally that's when I mix it up or, you know, you start mixing up stuff. It happens, you know? That's one thing you kind of get used to is um, messing up in front of people. That's important because that's always going to happen, I think. And we're not talking like catastrophic events. I'm talking to like, oh, you, you missed a verse and now your song is only two minutes long instead of three minutes or whatever, you know? Like sometimes that happens. or It's just all kind of like little things that can go wrong, like hitting the wrong chord and you, you just can't stop, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're practicing by yourself. You have to keep going. So it definitely helps to play in front of people because you learn a lot of little things that you don't learn when you're not playing in front of people. So, I don't know, I heard someone say, like, playing live is like 100 hours of practice. Like, one hour of live playing is like 100 hours of practicing by yourself. And I don't know how true that is, but it it does ring a bell with me because... Uh, I just got a lot of feedback from people that had been watching me do the open mics um, the first Monday of every month. So that's normally when I do it. So I was doing once a month. And so um, people were just like noticing my improvements. You know what I mean? They'd come in and it was just like a progress report. And so the other day they were just, uh, a couple of people were telling me 
how they can really see me improve. And, you know, they were giving me, like, kudos and how proud they were of me, you know, good friends and stuff. And so that was super cool just because sometimes you don't know how you're progressing, you know, and I think playing live is a great way to uh, check yourself, you know, and get feedback from people because otherwise you can kind of get demoralized if you're sitting by yourself and just playing and you, you, you really don't know when you're improving sometimes, you know? Like, I mean, unless you look back over a year's progress and you're recording yourself, you know? But sometimes you, you can't see it. You're kind of blind to that. So anyways, uh, I definitely recommend bringing friends as well. Have some support there, you know? Bring a couple of your good friends and they'll, they'll help lead the way on, on cheering for you and clapping. Because sometimes, like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but where I play... It's at a, a farm, and they have a, a kitchen, and they, they serve, like, beer and stuff like that, and they do food. So people drive up and eat outside. It's kind of like a little restaurant, and so I play outside there. And, you know, people are coming, and they'll meet up with friends and stuff, and they're having a good time, but then it's just, like, me playing outside. And so, you know, they're not sitting there like it's a concert or something. You know, they're kind of just enjoying the company they're with. And I'm background music, you know, so uh, having friends there, you know, that are just there to watch you kind of helps you feel comfortable because when you're starting out, you kind of have to, you kind of don't realize that sometimes people aren't going to just stare at you and watch you play, you know what I mean? Like you'd expect, like it's not a concert, you know, you're, you're playing at an event sometimes and people are doing their thing, but they're still enjoying your music, you know what I mean? So it took me maybe like three you know, three times of playing live to get over the distraction of people talking and stuff like that. So I'm pretty good at tuning that out now. Kind of got to get in the zone. It sounds kind of cheesy. I kind of don't even like saying that, but it's true. Like there's a the headspace you have to get into where you, you know, maybe closing your eyes helps, but you have to just really focus on what you're doing and distractions like like, it was windy the other day, and I had my paper on the music stand, and the wind came and blew all the paper off because I forgot to use magnets. Okay, there's, there's a good pointer. Bring magnets if you have a metal music stand, and you're going to rely on some sheet music or, you know, like your set list. My set list was on there, and it blew away. And thankfully, some dude was nice and picked it up for me and set me up, and uh, after the song, we, we set it back up. Nothing too crazy, but if you're singing and that happens, it can mess you up if you're not prepared for that, you know? So just little things like that. But having friends there to support you kind of makes everything feel more comfortable, you know, instead of just playing in front of strangers. But uh, a lot of times the ones that like you, they'll come up and they end up being your friends after, after you play. So you always meet new people. And that's one of the exciting things with playing uh, when you're playing live music, you know? Another thing is the gear. Um, I didn't really have a PA system when I started playing live, but they had a, a PA system there, so I was using that. But it was kind of weird, because if you're used to just playing acoustically in a room, you're used to the, to the way like you hear that sound from your instrument and your voice. But then when you get on a PA system, if you don't have monitors, uh, depending on how the speakers are set up, on most systems, like the speakers in front of you, so you don't really hear uh, what's coming out of those that well. So that was kind of distracting at first. And I knew enough that I was like, oh, man, I really could use a monitor. Um, 
So I, I kind of invested in a PA system on my own, and I got the uh, what's the Bo- the Bose L1 or something like that, and it's like that tower PA system that's got like the subwoofer, and then the speaker it gets stacked up like six feet in the air or something like that, and it was like a thousand bucks. Like I went off the rails, but I'm gonna you know I'm investing in myself. Okay, I didn't mismanage my money. I know what I'm doing. I don't know, but I it was I used it for the first time and it was great because it acts as a monitor and you're able to put it behind you, and the speaker's high enough up in the air that it doesn't create feedback with the microphone and it's super compact and you can carry it in one trip. So, um, you know, getting your own gear is nice. You don't have to spend a thousand bucks. You can get something used, I'm sure. But I don't know. PA systems are kind of expensive. I was looking like you can get. I don't know. I would honestly just get what I got because it, it's so light and small. Like otherwise, you're gonna be carrying two big speakers around, then an amp, then you gotta hook it all up, carry it by yourself. I don't know. I, I I'm honestly really happy with what I what I bought because otherwise you have to have like a big car or truck too. Like I have a little Toyota, and it fits in there perfectly. Um, so I'm happy with that. Definitely recommend getting your own PA system. I actually use it to practice now just so I can get used to, you know, standing in front of the microphone, figuring out how far my my face needs to be from the mic. That's important. I actually like getting really close to it. I like basically put my lips on it sometimes. I don't know. Maybe that's weird, but that's what I do. I'm pretty comfortable with that. I don't like being too far from it unless you're really shouting. But other than that, I'm pretty close to it, you know? So I, I enjoy practicing with it anyways. That's my point. And my last tip is just to go out and watch other musicians. Like if you're going to do uh, solo stuff by yourself, go out and watch someone else that's been doing it for a while. Kind of see what they do. Um, see how they engage with the people. Check their setup. And a lot of times you can ask them questions, you know what I mean, after they're set. And give them a tip, for sure. Tip your musicians, man. If you're going to go watch them, tip them. They're trying to make a living out there, you know. But yeah, like I watched these two guys. Their uh, their names were Al and Nolan. And they did a really cool set one time. And I got to talk in with one of them. The other guy got really drunk. So I talked to the one. Well, I think they were brothers. And I was talking to the older brother. And he was, uh, you know, complimenting me. I, I played a little bit... Um, well, they did like an intermission. They let me play like 15 minutes. So they were just giving me some feedback on my set and stuff like that. And then I had some questions for him about like just getting out and playing. And I learned a lot. And he was, you know, just telling me like how how hard they work, you know, like just reaching out to people and stuff like that so they can always have gigs. You know, a lot of times he was saying that you expect people to reach out to you but a lot of the times it's actually the opposite. Like you need to reach out to different venues and stuff to see if they're interested in having some live music. And, you know, he was saying it's very doable to to make a living as a musician. You just need to, you just got to work at it. You know, you got to promote yourself and get paid. You know what I mean? You got to make sure you get paid and uh, learn how to do that. And he was kind of giving me uh, just a quick scoop on that. But I got to know him and next time they come down, I'll, I'll check him out again and pick his brain some more. 
Um, but so I just definitely recommend that, you know, go out and check out some live music, some local musicians and stuff. And there's a lot of good talent out there. It's a good time and you're learning and bring some friends and, you know, it's good. If you support them and you, you want to build a good relationship with other musicians, you know, and they can help you out down the road and stuff like that. So uh, that's all I got for this episode. I'll probably do a part two on this. You know, I'm going to keep playing live, so I'll always have new tips and we'll try and keep these short and sweet. That way we got a bunch of material I can cover in the future. But uh, anyways, thanks for checking out the podcast. This is episode four. Make sure to give me a follow on Instagram. It's uh, just music with Jordan. Uh, I'll pop up right there. My personal page is Jordan underscore Roland. You can follow me there. Uh, You can see different videos I post up there of live stuff. I'm going to be, or not not live stuff, but I'm going to be doing some uh, like session videos and I'm going to be posting those up there. So give me a follow there and I'll post all this in the description. I won't spell it out. You can, you can check that out. I got some stuff going up on YouTube. I did a couple tutorials for Revolution. Um, so if you guys, you know, if you have any requests on any topics you'd like me to talk about on the podcast, feel free to, you know, contact me on social media or something like that. I'm open for any requests, but uh, I'm going to try and do these uh, like once a month or something like that, just because this is like a little side burner thing I'm trying to do. Just because, uh, just trying to, you know, put these episodes up to help people as I'm going along and just kind of share my, my story, you know, because I, I always find myself wishing that I could find um, just any advice I can get, you know what I mean? I always appreciate advice, so anytime I learn something, I'll try and make a, make a, make an episode, I'll put an episode up and hopefully it helps someone that's just starting out, you know, so. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next time.